0: To working
1: better together. Today, we chat with Dr. Paul White, author of The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace.
0: Cool. And action. Can you see me okay, by the way? Okay. It's a bit dark on my side. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're good. Point. Okay, cool. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us today, Paul. Uh, we're really excited to just to find out more about your background and how you got so involved in uh, just improving the appreciation in the workplace.
1: Sure. So, I'm a psychologist by training. And uh, so over the years, I've worked with families and individuals. I grew up in the context of a family-owned business uh, in the uh, U.S. and so started consulting with family-owned businesses, which is the vast majority in the U.S., uh, dealing with relational issues. And uh, saw at one point uh, I was talking to a a dad uh, and his son about transitioning across, and the dad said, you know, this is going well. I think, you know, my son's stepping up. I walk across the hall to the son. And I say, you know, how is this going? He says, this is a disaster. It's never going to work. I can never please my dad. And uh, so my wife and I had been reading a book called The Five Love Languages, which Dr. Chapman wrote in 50 languages, still 14 million copies. And I thought, well, maybe the concepts could apply to work as well. So I actually pursued him for a year and then uh, wound up working together and developing our online assessment called uh, Motivating by Appreciation Inventory and then developed training resources and then wrote the book. Um, and figured out how to uh, help people show appreciation to others in ways that are meaningful versus just sort of going through the motions, employee recognition kinds of things.
0: Yeah, and I mean, what I love about the book, um, having read it again, uh, you you often speak about just how uh, appreciation and recognition leads to like increased job satisfaction, high employee performance, and just enhanced levels of just productivity. I mean, can you tell us more just about that and, and maybe the science behind it and why?
1: Sure. Yeah. So actually, we just uh, revised the book. It came out in January here, 2019, and brought in a whole bunch of new research by Gallup, by Towers Perrin, by the Boston Consulting Group, and, and it's international. It's not just U.S. based. And cite over 50 research studies in there that show that when team members feel valued, good things happen. I mean, that uh, clearly turnover uh, reduces, which is a huge, you know, cost saving. Uh, absenteeism we know that productivity one study shows uh, that uh, productivity increases 18 percent from the 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 top quartile to the bottom 25 percent and that profitability increases 22 percent and so um, and you know it's not just about making people feel good I mean that's a nice uh, thing but we want healthy relationships and people work together better there's less conflict over stupid little things that sometimes otherwise would sort of you know, offend people. Um, And so good things happen. And also research shows that managers like their jobs more when their team feels appreciated because they don't have to deal with all these sort of messy issues.
0: The one part of the the book stood out to me when uh, you mentioned that is why just saying thanks doesn't work? You know, mm-hmm. can you leverage on that? Cause that I find quite interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So w- one of the core concepts, I mean, and you know, I'm a psychologist, but this stuff is not rocket science, by any means it's that not everybody feels appreciated in the same ways. And so words of affirmation is one of the languages and uh, it's the most common way to show appreciation in the workplace. And it's actually the most commonly preferred one. about 45% of the workforce desire that we've had 180,000 people take our inventory. So we have some good data. That means 55% of people don't uh, want words, you know, and so that's important to to know about. And also, we we have I don't know 80,000 people on our newsletter list, and we do polls. And one of the things that we asked was, "What don't you like to hear?" You know, and uh, and one is "good job," Um, and the reason is is that it's too vague in general. I mean, you could say it to anybody. um, I had one tech person say, you know, my boss would know whether I was doing a good job or not because they're not technical. I mean, they just manage me. Right. And yeah. so one of the things we really encourage people to show an effective uh, or communicate appreciation effectively is to use a person's name. Uh, we'd like to hear a name. If you're writing it, spell it right. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's so full. Uh, be specific about what it is that they did or are doing the values. It's like, hey, thanks for getting your reports to me in on time. And then the third part is uh, why that's important, either to you to the organization your clientele. And most people miss that. And so the more specific you can be, uh, uh, the better results and the more sense that they'll have it. It's really genuine.
0: So what you're saying is that people just are tired of just the, hey, thanks for the job, well done. If you're going to give appreciation, try and be as genuine as much as possible.
1: Otherwise, rather not, rather not give it at all. Yeah, because otherwise it undermines it. And the other thing is, I mean, there are people that, don't value words. I mean, there's sayings like "words are cheap." Don't you know? Don't tell me you uh, you know appreciate me. Show me, and so that's why we have the other languages, including you know, quality time, acts of service, tangible gifts, which is not you know bonuses and raises. And we can talk about that. And then even physical touch, which sort of ties into y'all's high five kind of thing. Wow.
0: And, and so what you're saying is, it's not enough just uh, not enough just um, saying it. It's just uh, the, the actions are just as important as
1: the words. Absolutely. I mean, over half of the employees, you know, value some other way of being shown appreciation than words, and that's why a lot of employee recognition programs don't work. It's just, you know, sort of. In fact, our research shows about 40% of the workforce in the U.S. I don't know about other places on this one, but don't want to go up in front of a large group to be, sh- uh, you know, shown recognition appreciation. They just they don't want it i had one leader she said she got the employee of the year award and she spent the 15 minutes prior to getting the award in the bathroom throwing up i mean it was just like eh, really anxiety producing for her
0: do you think it's because of anxiety or do you think they actually don't want the the glory and the fame for it
1: yeah there's different reasons uh one is you know just not wanting the focus and attention sometimes they don't want uh to receive credit for what their team did. Mm. Uh, lots of times they're afraid of going up and tripping or they have to say something or people are gonna judge them for what they're wearing. Um, and for others, it's just they're, they're private and they just don't want that kind of focus. Yeah, I, I can see where
0: most companies get it wrong. I mean, tell me, what do you think is the most common trait for companies getting this appreciation and recognition wrong in the workforce? What do you, you think is the,
1: the, the most easy thing to fix? <laughs> The easiest thing to fix you know in in, practice oh well the easiest thing to fix are the biggest uh, i mean what they do is it's that it's generic it's the same thing for everybody um and that it's uh, highly public it's verbal and gifts and gifts you know nobody's going to give it back but our research shows that gifts are only valued by six percent of the employees as far as the main way they want to be shown appreciation and then talking to people it's, they say this, it's like, if I never hear anything, if nobody ever stops by to see how I'm doing, uh, if I never get any help when I'm, you know, maybe focused on a project and need some help, and they give me a gift, you know, it feels pretty superficial. The other thing is, when people do value gifts, they want it to be personal. And that's where most places really get it wrong. It's like plaque certificates, the same gift card to everybody, whatever. and it, for a gift to truly have meaning for most people, and this is really where the, the saying, you know, it's the thought that counts. It's not about the big stuff. It's not a bonus. Or it's a small thing to show that you're getting to know people. Yeah. So when, one of the cool things about our model is that it's not top down. It can be done any direction. Peer to peer. So, yeah. So yeah. a colleague can bring in somebody's favorite, you know, cup of coffee or, you know, a magazine maybe about their sports team or whatever mm-hmm. and say, hey, I just thought. You might like this uh-huh. and and i think the other way people get it wrong is and where it's led is that people don't want to be valued just for what they do uh, recognition for performance is a good thing if designed and implemented well uh-huh. but most of us i think all of us are people besides just production units right and so people resent that they only hear good things when they meet or exceed standards because there's times in life where You know, we have lives outside of work, and if you have a a sick spouse or you're dealing with a senior uh, parent or a teenager out of control, it impacts work. Do you need to be sort of harped on about that? No, some support about you uh, is is valued at that time and can really build some loyalty. Yeah. And then tell me, just in terms of your data, something we've noticed,
0: um, we just uh, did a bit of a data collation over the last quarter, and we noticed that – in terms of the recognition, we've seen 10% of the recognition going top to, but top down, but about 90% from peer to peer. Have you seen mm-hmm. similar insights within your organisations? So what I'm trying yeah, to say um, is that it's almost like there's less recognition coming from management and there's more recognition coming from peer to peer.
1: Yeah, well, part of that I think recently is because there's some structure and uh, ways to do that. And so, but I would say, I mean, we did some research. Uh, Comparing Millennials to older employees and how they wanted to be shown appreciation and clearly there's a trend for younger employees That they value appreciation uh, from their colleagues more in the in the past um, There was a saying that people don't leave a job. They leave a manager, right? That they can't stand their supervisor, right? That's maybe somewhat true, but it's less and less true and especially for younger employees that if they get along well with their peers and have supportive relationships, they can endure maybe some tension with their supervisor. And that's where they wanna both hear and give encouragement. And so w- one of the things we find is that by empowering people to both do it with their colleagues as well as even up the chain, right? I mean, a, a supervisor likes to hear a compliment or have some exactly. appreciation at times. Yeah. Um, so it's not sort of organizational and structured. It's very at a, you know, sort of a, um, a, a fluid personal kind of level.
0: Well, so you're saying if they're getting from the peers themselves, it's it's enough even if they're not getting from the managers?
1: It it, it or, could be. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it, the, the thing that works the best, right, is if you have both, right, yeah. both, you know, from the super – but part of it is – we also found that it, it, when it was solely the responsibility of the manager or supervisor, it felt onerous over too much. And so this sort of lightens the weight on their shoulders, spreads – The responsibility and actually empowers people so that even if their supervisor is not doing they can still start to show appreciation to one another or to their direct reports and what we found is we actually tend to start in the middle of an organization often that there's somebody who's found our book or our resources and invites us in we work with them and it goes down it may go back up but it doesn't have to start at the top yeah
0: exactly that's brilliant wow thanks a lot that was a lot to digest before we end off we just want to ask a few uh um, we've got these final questions just to wrap up. And I just want to find out how do you spend your day on average?
1: On average, I get up and have breakfast with my wife. I drive in. I live in the country, and uh, but 20 minutes away from the office. I uh, do a fair amount of riding. I do a fair amount of uh, talking to strategic business partners uh, and then get ready for presentations uh, where I go do training. And... Um, and a lot of emails. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Uh But at at a personal level, with people in yeah. uh, responding to uh, to questions and then developing new materials. Okay. So that's the majority. So do
0: you do you see yourself as more of a, a early bird or a night owl? Oh, definitely
1: an early bird. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. my brain um, flatlined yeah. after nine p.m. So yeah.
0: Okay. Well, thanks for this this precious time in the morning.